From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today we're excited to have Tiny Home with us here in Studio 6, and I hope you have as much fun getting to know them as we have had while they've been setting up here. Tiny Home is made up of Sonia Cotton and Gabe Dominguez. They're both singers and songwriters separately and together. They both DJ. They love performing covers. That's songs written and recorded by other artists, so you may have fun trying to peg some of these songs. And they take their name from a little tent perched atop a building in San Francisco where one of them actually lived. Don't worry, we will ask about that. Sonia and Gabe have been singing together nearly since the day they met some 10 years ago, and they'll both be playing guitar and singing for us their own folksy acoustic style. Sonia once said, Tiny Home started as an excuse for Gabe and I to sing songs that we love that we didn't write. It gives us the chance to focus on the duet form, blending our voices and creating unique arrangements and harmonies that can be played almost anywhere, in my opinion, from weddings to funerals, whereas my music is more fitting just for funerals. Hmm. We'll ask about that, too. First, though, here is Tiny Home with a cover song from their album, Tiny Home. And talk about songs written by other people. This one has lyrics written by William Shakespeare. Here is Sigh No More, Ladies. Sounds of 
I Know More Ladies, lyrics by William Shakespeare, music by Patrick Doyle. Sonia Cotton plays guitar. She's here with singing vocals, born and raised in New Jersey, just wrapped up 10 years in the Bay Area before moving to Salt Lake City, which since used to gig a lot back in the day at San Francisco's Hotel Utah. That's our, our Utah connection for you. Right. Sonia, thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having us. My goodness, what you just sang is like the very definition of blending. Oh, wow. And sweet harmony. That was so beautiful. You even have the same shimmery vibrato on that. Well, thank you. That is our goal. Wow, wow. To blend. So you've been singing together almost since the day you met. How long did it take to say, hey, I play and sing to each other? Well, we both knew that the other one played and sang before we actually met in person Ah. because of MySpace, Mm. that old outdated thing that doesn't even exist anymore, I don't think. But so we both spied on each other. And then when we finally met in person and actually hung out for the first time, Gabe played me around and like actually needed help to sing that song. It's a round. You need other voices. So he taught me that round. And so literally the first time we hung out together, we were singing together. Our voices were blending. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I'll have to ask him if he had an ulterior motive. Hey, I want to get her to sing. Maybe I'll do a round, okay? (laughs) You'll have to ask him. (laughs) Okay. So Tiny Home and The Tent. Tell tell me about the name of the band and all of this stuff. Right. So Tiny Home was named after the tent that Gabe lived in when I met him. And the spirit of the name is just this idea that no matter, like, how fancy or not fancy or decked out or established you are kind of in your life and in your home like you can make a home what the important part of a home is love and so we found love in that tent and therefore it felt like a home to us please tell me you still have the tent I don't think that that oh, tent exists oh, or anymore. gave it to a good cause. Tell me that. <laughs> I think it was kind of moldy and dirty by the end because it okay. lived atop of a building of, that was on a very busy street in San Francisco. And so it was, it had, I didn't know this at the time, but like Gabe would go and like clean off tons of like, um, uh, just dirt and grime from the city. So. Okay, there's a metaphor for that, but we don't need to know about that. Okay, so you wrote a song about that called We Sing. Yes. And we have prevailed upon you, even though you haven't sung it for years, to give us just a snippet of this. So they have been really good sports. We're going to hear just a snippet of this song about that tent. Okay, acapella style. Here we go. The magic of your tiny home walls that shake and billow a fortress nearly twice as strong as any one of wood or stone hey static might a fire breathing light
Thank you. That was beautiful to hear. We're, we're glad you pulled that out of the. Evie was a dusty and had looked like the tent. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. it was really sweet to hear. Now, it's important to you where you guys sing. It matters to you what the venues are. And we've seen that you have per- performed on the porch of an actual tiny home. Mm-hmm. You do weddings, farmers markets, even events for animal care. Talk to me about why that means something to you, where you perform. Well, part of it, I think, is just uh, protecting our little like hearts and souls as performers. It's it's difficult to play our kind of gentle music in noisy bars, for example. Mm. Um, but another part is just finding meaningful um, arenas to perform. And one of the most meaningful arenas has been um, actually UCSF Hospital. We were able to, for a couple of years when we were living in San Francisco, be a part of um, a Music is Good Medicine program. And we felt so honored to travel with a chaplain and share music, um, tiny home songs with patients that were, you know, in rough shape and suffering. And so that was like one of the most meaningful experiences we've had as musicians, I think, in our lives. Nice and meaningful to the people you sang for. I hope so, yeah. Good. Well, now we're going to hear when you were planning on singing. So okay. we'll let Here you go. <laughs> grab the guitar and get ready. Yes, this is a whole show of covers. This is from the, the album called Tiny Home. We're going to hear a Joni Mitchell song. That's always exciting. This is River, which has been described as the saddest Christmas song ever written. <laughs> it's from their album Christmas Carols for Our Mothers. So here we go. Teach my feet to fly high. 
wish I had a river I could skate away on I made my baby say goodbye It's coming on Christmas Cutting down trees Putting up reindeer And singing songs of joy and peace Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away On That's River from Joni Mitchell, sung here by Tiny Home. I wish that song had about three more verses. There is a video that you can find online at Leafcutter Design of Tiny Home singing this next song. But the video also shows footage from their tiny-themed concert, complete with tiny bouncers guarding the door, tiny beverages, tiny donuts, and tiny popcorn. When I say tiny, I mean tiny. They popped amaranth seeds to fill the miniature popcorn bags. Anyway, very clever. And you could look that up again, leafcutter design and look for tiny home. So we're going to brighten things up just a little bit so that my heart isn't still breaking from that last song. <laughs> Here's something from the Everly Brothers. Here's tiny home with Till I Kissed You. Until we kissed you How did I exist Until we kissed you Never had you on my mind Now you're there all the time Never knew what I missed Until we kissed you Uh-huh I kissed you Oh yeah Things have really changed since I kissed you, uh huh. My life's not the same now that I kissed you. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you got a way about you. Now I can't live without you. Never knew what I missed until I kissed you. Uh huh. I kissed you. Oh, yeah. You don't realize what you do. Yeah. Oh yeah, I kissed you. 
Till I Kissed You from the Everly Brothers. Uh-huh. The most fun part for me is watching you two look at each other sing that. Gabe Dominguez grew up in California's Bay Area and in Orem, Utah. And his musical journey has been about as diverse as the space between those two cultural poles. We'll talk about that. But I said I was going to ask about the round when you first sang together. Were, yeah. did, did you really need someone or were you thinking, hey, I'd like to sing with her. Maybe this will work. I think, yeah. I mean, it was, it was uh, what, so when I first saw Sonia on MySpace, as Sonia mentioned before, I was um, looking for female artists for a music festival uh, called the Bicycle Music Festival. But I was immediately smitten by both her music and then and her cute pictures. So I thought to myself, I mean, I'm going to keep this totally professional and book her for this music festival. And I am going to mention to her that I play the flute. And hopefully she needs a flute player in her band or something <laughs> like that. But the way it turned out, when we actually hung out as friends, I think it was like, her little group of friends and my little group of friends were like, hey, let's get together. So it was kind of like this loose group hangout. And so I think this was, yeah, suggesting that, hey, why don't we sing this round? This is also like another way of, like another attempt to cast my line out into the river and hope that she bit, you know. I, I wondered if there was some, <laughs> if there was some uh, other motives behind that. Yeah. You once said, and that uh, we're quoting you here, who knows? You may not even remember saying this. You know, the internet keeps things alive for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but playing a song, being in the middle of a giant chord, it just feels good to sit in that space. It's a good space to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. tell, tell me about that. I was thinking sometimes, you know, you have existential moments, whatever your profession might be. And I was thinking, like, why is it worthwhile to spend one's time playing music at all in the first place? Like, what good is it to people? I was kind of forgetting about you know, singing in hospitals or things mm -hmm. like that, where it's, it, it becomes more obvious what your purpose is as a musician. But I think uh, I, was, I was just thinking on a bass visceral level, playing a good solid chord on a guitar, a piano, creates this physical sensation, you know, when, when bass thumps really loudly from a yeah. speaker, you can feel it in your chest. But our skulls, are vibrating, our bones are vibrating, our, our organs are all sympathetic, resonating gourds sort of in our body. So there's a physical thing that happens. Now there's a name of a song for you. The Resonating Gourds, Sympath live from Provo. Sympathetic Resonating Gourds. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, so I guess I was thinking it's sort of like sitting in a hot spring. There's like, you don't have to justify, mm. you, like, you don't have to justify the existence of a hot spring. Like, it's just good and it feels right. And a big fat chord um, sit, resonating inside of that chord is like jumping into a hot spring. It's just, it's correct, you know, with the human body, you know. Were you surprised when you first sang together and you felt that lock in? Hmm. You know, I think I, I wish I could say that the first time we sang together, it locked in, but. I think that Sonia was a far better harmonizer than me. She grew up singing in like girl choirs and things like that and has a better ear for harmony than me. But over the years, I've tried to work on matching her tone and vowel shapes and things when we sing. And so I think at, when we're doing it right, there it sounds like one big resonating Court. Well, yeah. it's working. So I saw a YouTube video of you. I think it was on a TV station in Park City, and you two are there, and you're singing, and there's a guy in the background pedaling yeah. on the bicycle. He looks like he was like the 
just the lighting guy. <laughs> yeah, and he they was, said, he you was, go was pedal this. Oh, okay. Because he's just sort of doing it. He's not too emotionally involved. He's just pedaling. Yeah. But he's actually powering the PA that you're singing from. And this is a thing you kind of co-created and that you do, which are these off-the-grid music events. What made you think, we need to do this bicycle-powered? Well, my friend Paul Friedman, who co-developed this the pedal-powered bike band concept uh, with me in San Francisco when we were when we were getting into it is um, he likes to say you know food just tastes better outdoors for some reason we don't uh -huh. know why and music similarly sounds better through pedal power we don't know why <laughs> so yeah we generate the all the electricity needed for the sound system from humans pedaling bicycles so we like to say whatever you ate for lunch is powering this next song you know <laughs> kind of thing yeah and we got the idea because I was already touring on my bicycle just from for like an environmental uh, statement to make an environmental statement and to also feel the the spiritual satisfaction of like being in harmony with my values and being in harmony with the land that I love. And it felt more in harmony to bike than to drive through it. Um, and then Paul had developed a company called Rock the Bike and he was working on putting sound systems on bicycles and then kind of rapping and street performing through San Francisco and the Bay Area from his bike. And so we put the two together, this, uh, this PA system that I'd built to run on a battery and then the kind of rock the bike mentality. And then we figured out, hey, let's power the system with bicycling. And that was thanks to, I have to say, Nate Byerly, um, from who developed the original Bike Blender, which is a human powered <laughs> blender. We, we used that form to run a motor. You know, when I woke up this morning, this was not what I was thinking we were going to be yeah. talking about, but I'm really <laughs> glad that, that we are. So now that you're in Utah, we have this horrible inversion in the winter. Oh, yeah. We could use more bike-powered everything, and, yeah. and I could probably use being on a bike myself. So <laughs> <laughs> let's hear some more music. We're going to hear another cover. This is from one of the longest-running shows on Broadway. It's just this little show. It has like... I don't know, five, six people in the cast. Maybe that's why it kept going so long. It is full of songs that have just really touched people for a long, long time. It's called The Fantastics, and we're going to hear Tiny Home with their version of, I think, what's got to be the very best-known song from The Fantastics. It's Try to Remember. And this is on Tiny Home's album, which is called, interestingly enough, Tiny Home. You can find their music by going online to tinyhomemusic.com or look on Bandcamp. You can also find them individually as artists. Try to remember the kind of September slow and oh so mellow try to remember the kind of september when grass was green and grain was yellow try to remember the kind of september Try to remember 
September when love was an ember about to billow. Try to remember and if you remember the follow. Try to Remember, that's from the Fantastics, and that version is on the album by Tiny Home of their different cover songs. We're going to be hearing a little bit more. Here is a song, though. I said, I don't know this song. What are you covering? She said, oh, it's by my friend, Matt Trowbridge. And I said, I don't, I don't think I know him. And she said, well, he does some music, but I think he's a teacher now. So we're glad his music is being famous here tonight because of these guys. It's called Fat Lady. It's been forever, but please try to remember me. I remember you, and if I seem lonely, don't call, I will be waiting. Go back to the way that it was before I took my fall. I know it's my fault, but it all got away from my hands so fast. Don't leave. You can 
I miss you I promise I won't let it sour I hope you'll remember me You're always my family It happened so long ago before I took my fall. I know it's my fault, but it all got away from my hands so fast. That's Fat Lady, written by Matt Trowbridge. Matt, wherever you are, write us more songs. <laughs> it was very nice. I mentioned Sonia uh, Cotton is a singer-songwriter. In addition to Tiny Home, she has solo projects. She's had her music featured on NPR's World Cafe. I love this quote, Sonia. The thing that first inspired me to write songs in college was to comfort myself. That's interesting that you would know right when you were doing it what that was. Mm. Yeah, I think I mean it was a very direct like cause and an effect like I have a feeling of sadness that I'm working through and picking up my guitar provides comfort and trying to um just express myself through music provides comfort. And I think that kind of similar to what Gabe was saying about how like sitting in a hot spring is like very uncomplicated. I I think that my experience of music and a lot of people's experience of music is just like simple, like elemental, like we're animals mm -hmm. and that and it's like an input into our bodies and psyches that feels good or has the potential to feel like transcendently good. And um yeah, when I think about my like growing up as a child kind of the soundtrack to my childhood was my brother playing jazz piano downstairs and and I think <laughs> for that reason like that jazz piano just kind of immediately just like cuts through me and puts me at ease in this deep way nice well and then you discovered that the songs you wrote that did that for you mm -hmm. did the same thing for other people when you performed them yeah I I have experienced that a lot where um actually I'm you know because a lot of my personal music is is um, deeply personal about my own life, and um, sometimes and and also deals with a lot of grief and loss. Um, my last two albums were kind of processing the loss of my mom, who passed away. Um, and oftentimes, I'll you know when I've been performing these songs, I feel a measure of guilt, kind of like feeling like, oh no, am I unloading this onto people who might not really be in the mood to hear this? <laughs> um, and then yeah, receiving feedback from audience members like always kind of surprises me and is and is really wonderful to hear just people saying like thank you that you were telling my story too and finding our story in other people's work be it in a book or music or whatever mm. medium I think tends to be just like a humanly comforting yeah. thing well it's like like what you say you saying in remember a heart without a hurt is hollow mm. god what a beautiful line yes and that. then what you're saying and that experience is exactly that right beautiful so how how is that for you because you have sort of channeled grief into some beautiful art. Thank you. The grief doesn't really ever just like, oh, I woke up today and I was done with it. It doesn't mm -hmm. go that way. But no. does it change? Does it change? Does it become something different? I think that it changes just because it expresses it. Like there's, um, it's difficult, maybe surprisingly so, it's difficult to share our personal stories. I find that there's not that many outlets. So just like, just 
sharing it somehow makes it more real and um, and not so lonely. Right. Well, amen. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Sonia. Well said. Well said and well sung. Let's going to hear another one. This is from a musical called Calamity Jane. And it's actually a pretty song, I think, maybe prettier than I expected from a musical called Calamity Jane. Somehow I was expecting shoot 'em up songs. Maybe there are some of those. This is called Higher Than a Hawk. My love is higher than a hawk. My love is deeper than a whale. I got a feeling in a little while. My love and I Higher Than a Hawk, that's from Calamity Jane. We're going to talk one more time with Gabe, Gabe Dominguez. And he has been involved in so many different kinds of music-related activities. Gabe, you're a singer-songwriter. You're also a DJ. Yeah. And you also have this kind of music you do called Whoop. Yeah. W-H-U-P. Yeah, Whoop. What does that even mean? <laughs> I've heard of people being whooped when they're in love. Yeah. But, but what is this? Yeah, it's sort of somewhere between whoop being in love and whoop like Muhammad Ali uh, facing George Foreman. But uh, <laughs> so whoop is, I, I was trying to think of a word that that captured the spirit of a fiddle bow as it goes sailing over the strings. Um, 
in like a Celtic reel or bluegrass mm. hoedown or something just kind of whoop, you know, it kind of goes whooping over the strings. And then also um, that captured to me a uh, the spirit of life wanting to live. Like, mm. you know, if, if I, I describe it as if, if someone was holding you underwater, you would kick for the surface instinctually, right? And that spirit of kicking, that thrashing for life, which is life's kind of uh, uh, factory programming, so to speak, right, from from the creator. It's like, you you want to live, thrash, you know, like do it. And so this music that I was working on, which is a mix of Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Latin, Brazilian rhythms mixed with bluegrass music, um, to me had this sort of spirit of life wanting to live this sort of thrashing energy. So I call it whoop music, expressing the whoop spirit of well, life. I found some really great videos of you guys doing just that okay. on stage. And well, uh, the bass player couldn't help doing step, kick, step. He was just trying to jump or do something. Yeah. He, had to, he had to get that out. So, t so Broadway musicals, you've done a couple. I mean, we don't always think, well, let's have some folk singers come in and do Broadway musical songs. Yeah. So how did you happen into that? Well, my dad, who actually is a former professor, he just retired. This is his last um, semester here at BYU, um, David Dominguez. He sang my sister and I lullabies every night going to sleep. And my mom would sing too, but my dad was quite uh, zealous about it. He would sing after, long after we'd go to sleep, he'd be continuing to give his concert to, to his muse, you know. Um, and he would sing musical theater songs to us. And he performed in a lot of musical theaters um, before we were, uh, theater pieces before we were born. So I grew up surrounded by musical theater. It just so happened I was lucky enough to find a woman in my life who loves musical theater as much as me. And so, had, she'd even studied it. Exactly, yeah, and performed in musicals too, yep. and the whole thing. And so we put the, it was a natural fit. We love musical theater songs, and we sing them to our own son as lullabies. And so as Tiny Home, which is sort of a lullaby band, it just made perfect sense for us to sing musical theater so songs. So you did this video. You guys have a boy. You have a son with a great sort of, I don't know, I'm guessing Arlo is a tribute to uh, Arlo Guthrie. It didn't or hurt. It, it, it didn't, didn't hurt it didn't that hurt. Arlo Guthrie's name is Arlo, Okay, too. <laughs> good. It's a great name. It's a great name. Yeah. It's very singable, by the way, if you need to put it in lullabies. Sure I'm sure you've discovered that. But you do, <laughs> you, you do bring him home from Les Mis. Oh, yeah. With him. So, but I thought it was interesting. You said you like to do your own version rather than karaoke because there's certain notes you want to hold out longer than the music lets you. Yeah, uh -huh, right. So you're still putting your stamp on it. Yeah, right. That's right. And let me ask you about you. You write original songs, both of you. You you have separate albums. People could go on Bandcamp and find. But when you perform together, you decided to do covers. That's right. So it just happened, or you something made you think this is what we need to do, want to do. Well, the project started originally because my mom commissioned us to make a Christmas album that she could give out to all of her friends. And so that's so it started sort of with Christmas carols and we wanted to do non-traditional That's the Christmas album with carols. the with the with the creative title of Christmas songs for our mothers. Yeah, exactly. Very very creative. I like that and, title. And yeah, abstract title. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after that it just it just made sense we're like this is a wonderful outlet for us to not feel the ego attachment that we feel when we play our original compositions mm. where it can feel more you know touchy about how people receive them and you know and how we feel as we play them and that kind of thing tiny home felt more um like a timeless 
venue for for a mu- musician to inhabit. For example, playing a wedding or playing a funeral or playing a, uh, the welcoming of a baby into a family or, or birthday party or anniversaries. We played anniversaries too. So tiny home feels like better suited for that. It's like the timeless activities of that where a musician would play. You know, the barn raise yeah. and the life events. So, well, if we hurry. We can squeeze in two songs because we want okay. as much music. So we're going to let, let you head over there, Gabe. So this is from Tiny Home and their self-titled cover album. And this is from that album. This piece was originally done by The Times, T-Y-M-E-S, and it's called So Much In Love. As we stroll along together Holding hands, walking all alone So in love are we too That we don't know what to do So and do So in love are you and do do You and I So and do So in love are you and do do You and I As we stroll by the sea Under stars twinkling high above you So in love are we two No one else but me and you So so in love in a world our own You and I So so in love are you and you and I We stroll alone together I tell you, I need you all so much. I tell you, I love you, my darling. Can you feel it in my touch? As we stroll down the aisle together, we will vow to be together till we die. So in love are we too? Just can't wait to say I do. So so in love and world our own. You and I. So so in love are you and you and I. So so in love. So much in love. That's so much in love from the times. We're listening to Tiny House. You know, in getting ready for this taping, we have to thank the band because they opened our eyes through Google to a whole realm of tininess that just appeared right there on our screen that we never knew of. A rock band in New York with a skull for a logo called Tiny Music. Tiny, tiny band. Some guys out of Melbourne, Australia. Tiny Dragon Music in Washington State. Tiny Fireflies, a band in Chicago. Tiny Record Shop in Canada. I'd love to see how big it actually is. Tiny Music Makers, not a band or a record shop, but they make instruments. I just wonder, that sounds like violins for elves or something like that. We're so glad to have these guys, and I really hope you bring your bicycle-powered musical fest to Salt Lake City because I want to go to it really bad. I will volunteer to ride one of the bikes if we need to do that. Don't forget, call me because I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. We're going to hear one more song because we've got time. Let's do this. This is from the Beatles originally and it's called I Will. 
knows how long I've loved you. You know I love you still. Will I wait a lonely lifetime? If you want me to, I will. For if I ever saw you, I didn't catch your name, but it never really mattered. I will always feel the same. Love you forever and forever. Love you with all my heart. Love you whenever we. Love you when we're apart, and when at last I find you, your song will fill the air. Sing it loud so I can hear you. Make it easy to be near you for the things you do endear you to me. Are you? That's I Will, originally by the Beatles, but this version today from Tiny House, that's on their album called Tiny House. And we're just about headed out of here, but there's one more thing we have to ask you about. This came about because of 9-11. It was this whole idea of shake your peace. Yeah. Tell me about this. Shake your peace. So I my freshman year of college at NYU happened to be the same month that the uh the 911 happened mm. down the block essentially from my freshman dorm so i had this notion that uh i i it was kind of and i was coming out of orem that's where i'd gone to school and grown up so to go to the big city and then experience this major world history event and the mayhem it kind of made me realize that um your world my comfortable world can be shaken in a moment's notice you know your world can change that was the first major event like that I'd experienced. I hadn't experienced a death before or anything like that. And so um, my peace was shaken, so to, so to speak. And so uh, I became involved in, in local efforts in the city to political activities and things like that. And um, the idea of peace and what does peace mean uh, was evolving in my mind. And uh, as my dad taught at the law school, you know, peace is something best put into action orthopraxy as opposed to orthodoxy. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to think of how do I, um, how do I deliver peace in a way that feels authentic, in a way that feels visceral. And so I was thinking of uh, um, shaking one's peace or sort of like the play on the idea of dancing mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Jesus being referred, referred to sometimes as like the Lord of the dance, you know, and so that kind of idea. So maybe Jesus was the original peace shaker in that sense or something. So I was thinking, well, what would my peace look like shaken, you know, as I was stirred 
to do so. So I and so I formed this band called or this project, music project called Shake Your Peace, where I would perform songs that had sort of my own musings on what does it mean to to pursue justice and to pursue peace and also to pursue love and silliness and dancing and like levity in general. Yeah. Gabe, thank you so much. Sure. Thanks for your question. I think we've got time for one more. We can do an encore here. Sure. We only do this when we feel really confident that people won't totally freak out. We don't think you're going to totally freak out. <laughs> so, what are you going to sing for us? So, this next song is uh, it's actually written by, co-written, was primarily written by a person who's going to become a BYU professor this upcoming year, uh, Benjamin Abbott. And I'm not exactly sure which department he's going to be in, but I I kind of kidnapped his song and then added stuff to it. And so we'll play that for you now. It's called 10 to Agree. All right, 10 to Agree. We hope Benjamin Abbott agrees with what has been added on. <laughs> Here we go. You know we're all wrong. 
That's a good way to go out. That's 10 to agree. Tiny Home is comprised of singing, songwriting couples Sonia Cotton, Gabe Dominguez. Information about their latest projects and albums at tinyhomemusic.com. If you're listening at home, thank you guys so much for coming. This was really great to hear you sing. If you just got part of our show, you want to hear the first part, hear it again, or share it, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online. For free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite, film and photography by Abby Vance, and the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>